Yeah, Kate Rogers here. Welcome. Mm, well, thanks. Good friend of mine, colleague uh, at News Hub. She's entertainment editor and film reviewer there. Um, is it rude to ask how long you've been doing movies? At- so rude. Yeah. Uh, 20 years, thanks oh for asking. Gosh. Yeah, I'm really, really. How did you get that dream job? Uh, like everybody in media gets their jobs, Jesse. I was really good at it from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> did no, you I mean, see an opportunity for someone to specialise in movies? Because like, I think when you started doing that, yeah. It wasn't really a known thing, right? One one reporter who would just kind of take that whole kind of movie beat. Yeah, I did what, again, what most people in media do, and you take someone else's great idea and then you colonise it. Yeah. Uh, there was a really lovely guy, John, who was an editor down in Christchurch, and when I started at TV3, he had, I think it was called Movie Night, but it was already a two-minute segment in the Saturday programme. Yeah. And I, I just, every morning I would wake up and visualise that, <laughs> uh, not that something terrible would happen to John because he's a lovely man. In fact, this is how lovely he was. He actually went across uh, to India uh, and as a missionary for a year uh, to to basically change his life and lots of other people's lives. And while he was gone, I took his job. (laughs) So that gives you a little bit of an indication. That was your selfless act. It was my selfless act. In fairness, he came back and he didn't particularly want it back. But in that time, I kind of rebranded it to Film 3 and then expanded it. But there was an amazing entertainment reporter at News Hub uh, when I first got there, uh, when it was way back in the day as 3 News, and Belinda Henley was her name. And she... What a go-getter of a woman. She's yeah. extraordinary. And she had kind of – she had the bones of it. She had made all the contacts with studios uh, and had basically, you know, right on the Lord of the Rings time, had brought uh, entertainment news into, right. the, into prime time. And then I sort of was her deputy. Uh, and then she went to London and, yeah. And I She's in Hawke's Bay now. Hi, Belinda, if you're listening. Yeah, hi, lovely Bee. Um, she is. Uh, and it's just – I don't know. So and you love, been, have you always loved movies? Always loved movies yeah. uh, from Star Wars which was kind of the game changer. But I'm so old at Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and International Velvet. <laughs> Where did you used Velvet. to watch your movies as a kid? Uh, at the Howick uh, Theatre there. Uh, it was called the Monterey. Uh-huh. It had rats uh, <laughs> and you could roll uh, lolly. It did. And co- mainly because we rolled our Jaffas down the wooden floors right. and they had a lot of, um, they had a big appetite. It would have well been tangy fed. fruits probably back then. Oh, it? yeah, tangy fruits and Jaffa. Oh, my God, tangy fruits. Yeah. They're just the be- it's so much better value for money. Yeah. The Jaffas were little. They melted real quick. Yeah. So that's Snifters. kind of yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Star Wars, you're going to start by reviewing the creator today, which has got a definite sci-fi feel. It is a hundred percent sci-fi, and I get very excited when we get an original sci-fi. Uh, obviously, the Star Wars. I was thinking about this last night. What it is about sci-fi that I find so incredibly it is my genre of choice and it's a combination of when you're younger it's I feel like as filmmakers whether it's a Nolan which is not technically sci-fi but even Jim Cameron you get someone like Gareth Edwards who has done this film the creator and people who love sci-fi they they're almost living already creatively years and years and years and years and Mm. centuries ahead Uh, and they look at what's happening around them and I think what if they're kind of the questioners yeah, of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. and and it's also they explore things in a way that feels safe because it's science fiction yeah. but they're exploring genuine they're exploring emotion they're exploring where the world might go they explore decisions that are made that they're have futurists, consequences really. they're futurists that's the word yeah. so I've always been into it and it feels like a safe space for me way back to Alien and Aliens and then when you had sort of game changing sci-fi like Blade Runner mm. uh, and then the sort of the fun fantasy sci-fi like Star Wars which is different again 
And I get here with the creator and it's a completely fresh new story that certainly mines stories we've seen before, like most art uh, can do. And I'm gobsmacked that we have something at the cinema right now that is fresh and new and isn't a sequel and isn't a yeah. reimagining. Uh, Sci-fi or not, right? That's Anything right. That, yeah. that has no kind of baggage or established totally. IP. Yeah. And anyone uh, who is even right now just having a glance at the trailer, uh, or if you get a chance after this, uh, or have seen the trailer already, you can... 100% get the freshness of the look. And Gareth Edwards, the British filmmaker, he cut his teeth on VFX. Basically, he was obsessed with animation and visual effects when he was a teenager and, and started kind of making his own stuff in his mm. basement. Uh, and his first film was called Monsters. This is my other homework for you this weekend, which is uh-huh. a film he he shot, wrote, uh, basically roamed around Mexico with two actors and made a film about aliens in Mexico that is Stunningly, Wicked. stunningly visceral, uh, and Monst- that sort of monsters singular or monsters Mon- plural, plural monsters okay. plural. And did he? Sorry to interrupt. Did yeah. he direct Rogue One as well? Correct. I yeah. haven't. I haven't got to that point. Okay. It's very exciting. Yeah. You're right. Rogue One is love that movie. Standalone as a Star Wars film, outstanding. I mean, anyone who hasn't seen it, spoiler alert. He does some amazingly brave decisions where he takes all of the cast that you love and is quite happy just in a Game of Thrones way. You you know. You do. You watch terrible things happen to them. And Star Wars doesn't tend to do that. And if they do, they tend to bring them back. It's a stunning film. Uh, He did a terrific job. He did Godzilla as well. Uh, And I've had so many opportunities to sit down with him and chat with him. And he's one of those filmmakers that never ages. He still looks like a shaggy kind of 20-year-old kid making films. So this film, The Creator, he had ideas for bumping around in his head, he says, way back in Monsters days, where he wanted to explore AI. And one of it was, um, you know, it was present in the world and we lived alongside each other. uh, And that they weren't necessarily evil. And when we say AI, we we are meaning robots. We're meaning they do everything. They're soldiers. Which, as I was saying to you, off-air is extremely prescient, right? Like, this, is, this seems like a movie that someone came up with in December just after ChatGPT launched and this is all anyone was interested in. But he's been thinking about this since well before AI went mainstream. Isn't that insane? Yeah, and that's what you talk is. about futurists. He was thinking about this eight, ten years ago. Mm. And as were, you know, Terminator's, what, 30 years old? Yeah. And that's a similar, yeah, um, the yeah. Skynet concept sure. is a similar thing. But this is, I just... Uh, when you see it on a big screen as well and you see an ability, Weta, um, Weta was involved with the um, visuals for this and ILM and all sorts of other amazing um, post-production houses. And visually, the film is glorious yeah. to soak up uh, in every single frame of it. And what he's done, he's she shot on around about 80 locations and he has this amazing way of making a film where he goes and shoots and then comes back and kind of production designs. He does, he's flipped it. He's well, quite unusual in that way. Yeah. And because it's a story of AI in America, and America are kind of the bad guys where they blame AI for a massive nuclear explosion, and so they want to eliminate all of the robots and all of the AI, and they've kind of essentially done that. Mm. Um, But all of the Asian countries are living alongside their AI completely harmoniously. Uh, But the Americans understand that the creator, as in the ultimate weapon, lives there and is being hidden uh, by the insurgents, the the Asian terrorists, uh, and they're on a mission to find this child and obviously... Um, dismantle it. Uh, so it explores the notion of... It's a good euphemism. <laughs> a 
Okay, and kills it. Dismantle the child. Dismantle yeah. the child. And, and that's and that's no spoilers. This is all in the trailer. It's all and, in the trailer. Um, no, there are no the child. The there. AI, the robot child, is extremely cute. Oh, so cute. Alfie is her name, and she's very, very engaging. And John David Washington spearheads this alongside Gemma Chan. Now he's Denzel Washington's son. Oh my goodness, he's in Tenet. He's in so many good films mm. where you just watch him and you just think that he just he will win an Oscar at one point. But even awards aside. He is so compelling mm. on the big screen, and he's terrific uh, in this film as well. So these are all the great things about this film. Uh, what I was left with was uh, a notion that I'll definitely see it again, and anyone who's a sci-fi fan should. But you know when you get a whole lot of really great ideas, and then in the time that you've thought of them and they come to the big screen, bits of them have been done before narratively, yeah. so they don't feel so fresh. Yeah. But also when you can, in the opening sort of 20 minutes or so, you think, oh, I, you can kind of see what the reveals are going to be. Right. Um, so the story that connects all of these great ideas is not entirely sophisticated. And also I wanted to have more of an emotional emotional reaction or experience mm. with these characters, which I did not, uh, and a couple of little plot kind of holes, which you get in time travel movies and some sci-fi movies as well, which I'd love to forgive, but in the end kind of um, robbed me from really having an emotional reaction uh, to the film. Uh, but I still really recommend it. Great review. It's called The Creator. Mm-hmm. We have a minute or two each on... Oh, man, uh, I talk too much. No, I? you're okay. Yeah, man. Strange way of life's a shorter film, so how about a shorter <laughs> review? <laughs> nice try, but it's got Pedro Pascal in it, so I could talk about him all day. Yeah. Uh, it's got two Pedros. two Pedros, I know. Yeah. There's so much talk of this film because... Pedro it, on Pedro. Um, I think, but yeah, he would very much like that. Uh, Pedro El Moldovar is obviously a, a stunning Spanish auteur, and he delivered a 31-minute film at Cannes, yeah. which is a long, is short fitting? film, yeah. I know. And fascinatingly, Sony are going to release it as a film in limited cinemas across the country. Great experiment, eh? A great experiment. Um, Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal are reunited, and it's clear they've had a relationship in the past. It's a Western, uh, and that's but the simplicity of the story is essentially kind of that Ethan has to find out who killed someone and that the the perpetrator may or may not be um, related to Pedro and they're former lovers and they come back together and have been separated for many, many years. Uh, and the setting being that classic kind of Western and I absolutely love Westerns. Yeah. Uh, it's beautifully shot. All the costumes are the done by Yves Saint they... Laurent. Can you yeah. believe that? <laughs> Yves Saint Laurent wow. does, does a Western. Uh, and there's <laughs> these beautiful performances. Uh, Ethan Hawke, I mean, the, I, nothing he could, he could do would be a wrong thing. Yeah. Just read the phone book. Isn't it amazing to listen to and watch? I mean, I haven't seen him in anything since Before Sunrise, but that was a significant film for me at university. Oh, that trilogy. Yeah. Absolutely. You have not seen Ethan Ethan Hawke and you didn't see Training Day. No, Jesse. Yeah, how many times are we going to have this conversation? So many I, times. Got I'm going to stage to an intervention uh, <laughs> with you. You know, have you heard that you can watch movies at, at home now? Apparently, I don't think so. I don't. Maybe it's not true. I might have okay. just unread it on the internet. Is this one good? Uh, it's great. I loved it. It's just that little tasty treat. You can go along, go for dinner, and then um, and then go and see the film. Yeah, mm. kind of ideal for yeah. parents. Yeah. Uh, I presume they charge full price for the tickets. I asked that, yeah. and they are chatting, and apparently prices get dictated to by the exhibitors, so it's not up to Sony what they charge. But I would imagine it would be definitely a half-price situation. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Strange mm-hmm. way of life. Gay cowboys. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, not at all similar to Brokeback Mountain, but you've got to sort of reference that as well. You kind of have you? to because yeah. it's unusual. Is there a third? Uh, well, there could be a trilogy of gay cowboy movies. Yeah. Who would do the next one, I wonder? Not sure. Mm, could be a sci-fi. Uh, and uh, look forward to Anatomy mm. of a Fall. Some people might have seen this at the film festival. I would imagine they did. It opened uh, the film festival in Tamaki, Makoto, and maybe in Wellington and well uh, as well. The actress in this is going to be a big award season pick, Sandra Hula. She's a German actress. And I've just noticed another film, The Zone of Interest, will be also nominated for Foreign. So she could actually be in two films up uh, for Best Foreign wow. um, Oscar if the Oscars ever take place and the strike ever finishes. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, this film is essentially uh, a dissection of a relationship, but kicking off in the opening 30 seconds, one of them uh, is found dead at the bottom of a two-story window in the snow. Uh, so it's a husband and wife. Uh, she's accused of his murder and their son, uh, is the one that's the only witness to the crime because there's nobody else that saw it. Uh, it's so fascinating because it plays out like a criminal case, but very much um, it's about relationships. Anyway, couldn't recommend it more highly. It opens in a couple of weeks. Thank you. It's called Anatomy of a Fall. And isn't it been lovely to have Kate Roger in reviewing movies with us? We'll have her Love back. It. Thank you so much. Leisure. The bad news is Monster's not available on any streaming service or online what? shops. So you'll have to get it from one of those... DVD stores that do still exist in a couple of places. Correct. That's exactly what you will do. Thanks, Kate.